truly got saved, but I know they heard the gospel. And I know 315,000 of them made the decision to repent and follow Jesus. And I know what the Bible says. It says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone who repents and believes in me gives the right to become the children of God. So I know if they did it with their heart and they called on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. And so we have to rejoice and know that if one sinner repents, guys, just one, This is Jesus' own words and God's heart. He said, if one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. How much more joy is there in heaven if 100,000 people just repented? Can you guys imagine what's happening in heaven right now? Do you know that I, before I share these last testimonies, I got word that some of these people we shared the gospel with already died. They're already gone. They're already in eternity. And the mercy of God and the grace of God sent us there to proclaim the good news. And they're eternally saved, guys, because they heard the message of hope. They heard about Jesus, and they gave their lives to him. And this is the calling we all have, guys. So just, as a, just in closing, I want to share a few individual testimonies. So this was a small village we went to. And we gave all these children the books after they received Christ. The next one, Matt. This was a hospital. I'm going to share quickly. This hospital, they were in a waiting. So you see this little kind of uh, outdoor hut here. This was a waiting section to go into the hospital. And we, we got up to this hospital. We had this big gospel truck and all of our speakers. And we just, we felt the heart of God for these people. And... We, we felt like we're not even supposed to preach at them and, you know, make this big, like, speaker in their face thing. So we just got down off the truck, and we stood under this tree, and we preached the gospel to these. They were very ill. Many of them had cancer and tumors and waiting for surgery and all kind of sicknesses they have in Africa and crazy diseases. And my, I, I preached the gospel there. And the night before, the night before this, this day happened, this was probably my favorite moment of the whole trip, this little outreach. And I was in my hotel, I was praying, and, and I, I felt so close to God, you know. I just felt so close to the Father's heart, and I was seeking Him, and I heard Him ask me a question. And He said, ask me what you want me to do, and I will do it. And you know, if God ever asks you something like that, be careful what you ask for, Right? And this is the kind of relationship that we as Christians have access to. We don't all have it yet, but we have access to sonship, guys, to fellowship with the Father, that you could be so close to Him that you could actually hear His heartbeat. You could feel Him. You can understand Him. You know, John the Beloved Why was he the only one that Jesus would share his secrets with? Remember at the end, when everyone was at the table, and Jesus was about to be betrayed, and none of them knew who it was, they all said, John, ask Jesus. Why did Jesus entrust John so much? You know why John was the one who was closest to him? John was always the one laying on his chest, hearing his heartbeat, just being intimate and close with him. John said, Jesus, who's your betrayer? 
Jesus shared with him. Do you know, I asked God, why, why, why was John given the, the joy and the permission and the privilege to be so close to you? He was called the beloved of Jesus, right? Why was John chosen? To, he said, but all, he, you know what God told me? He said, all the 12 could have come to me like that. All the 12, all the disciples had access to my heart. They all could have come and laid on my chest like John did, but he was the one that chose to. We all have this access, guys, to the Father God. Jesus said, I am the way to the Father. The Father asked me, what do you want to see me do tomorrow? And I kept seeing deaf ears opening in the other groups, the other teams all over Africa, blind eyes opening. And we were seeing tremendous miracles, guys. But that night, I had never seen, to this moment to, that I prayed, I'd never seen deaf ears open in front of me anyway. And I said, Father, you're the God of the impossible. I want to see the deaf hear and the mute speak and the lame walk. And I had no clue we were going to a hospital. I didn't, I didn't dictate where we were going. The leaders did. I had no clue, guys. I was just fellowshipping with my father. He was testing me, seeing where's my heart, seeing if he could entrust me. You know what he was going to do that day? He was going to heal the sick and open deaf ears with or without me. But I gained access to experience it myself by seeking him. He was going to do it, but we don't see it, guys, because sometimes we're not available. We're not ready and willing to see what he's doing and hear his heart. And so we go to this hospital, and we begin preaching the gospel. And this whole place gives their life to Christ. And there was just such a tender mercy there. You could just feel like we strung God's heart cord. And then my brother Josh goes up, and he's an actually African. He's from Sudan, former Muslim, and he just begins to administer healing. His sister was healed of cancer through prayer, and he begins to pray for the healing. And guys, it was so incredible. One by one, I mean, there was dozens of supernatural biblical miracles that took place, like tangible miracles. People were coming up, screaming, my, my mom can hear again. Her deaf ears just opened. And I was actually doing the testimony part where we call it vetting. So before we let them come up and share their testimony, we make sure they have a real testimony because sometimes, you know, crazy people do crazy things. So we're, I'm there questioning them, what happened? What did God do for you? So remember, the night before, I'm asking God to heal the sick, open deaf ears, and, and uh, heal the, you know, do miracles. And I'm watching God bringing people right in front of me, and miracles are happening. Deaf ears opening. This guy had a tumor as big as an apple right in his stomach. He was an older guy. I believe it was a cancerous tumor. I didn't get the full report. As Josh was praying, the, the tumor completely left, just disappeared from his body. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's the God of miracles. The guy came up. The guy came up shaking, and he fell on his face weeping. And they're like, thank you, thank you. And we, we ripped him off the floor, you know. Give God the glory. Jesus healed you, man. He's, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It was so incredible. He was scheduled for surgery the next day to cut the tumor out of him. And then there's a guy standing next to me. And he was, uh, he was like mumbling. He was like just standing there the whole time. 
And I, I could see he was engaged. I could see he was engaged with what was happening. But like something was, blo- I didn't know what was going on with the guy. He was listening to the gospel when I preached. He was standing right like over here when all this healing was happening. I wonder if I could even see him there. No, but so right at the end, we're about to close and go to the next location. And I look at this guy and the spirit tells me, just pray for him. So I go to the man and I say, can I pray for you? I have a translator. The guy starts pointing to his ears and mouth. He's deaf and mute. He can't hear. He can't speak. He's about 30 years old, maybe 30 plus. So we just begin to pray. We lay hands on this guy. And this guy, I believe, of course, I can't say for sure because we didn't get the whole story of his life. I believe he was deaf and mute from birth because he was one of those guys. He didn't have any like words. You know, some people who are who are deaf only for a certain number of years, they still can speak and like uh, conjugate words. So we begin to pray for this guy and he falls over like no one even touched him or pushed him. He just falls over and he manifests a demon. And he sits up and he's hearing us for the first time, maybe in his life. And he gets so shaken, he gets up and he runs away from us. He's so freaked out, he runs away from us. And we're like chasing him down, come back, come back, the Lord is healing. And the first words this guy heard was, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. We were saying, Yesu, Yesu, Anakupenda, Yesu. Jesus healed you, and he's literally in shock, and he's touching his ears. He doesn't even know what is happening, and he's getting set free of deaf and mute spirit. And he's maybe never spoken or heard in his life. I don't know how long he was like that. But this all happened that day, guys. And it was the glory of God. This is the type of joy you can have when you walk with Jesus, guys. It's much better than just doing the Sunday morning routine. Although that's a part of our faith, right? Go ahead, Matt, to the next one. We're going to close it up. These were some Maasai tribe tribal jesus is worthy of every tribe and tongue amen these are these are the nomadic uh warrior tribes in africa they're the hunters they're the ones that go out like for them to get married and become a man they go kill a lion like that kind of stuff that's these are the guys so they're all over africa now they're kind of nomadic and they're 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 kind of the rejects you know of society they haven't like you know evolved with the times that kind of thing so they're always selling like sandals and little things so these four guys, long story short, they came up to one of our gospel trucks. They're selling their shoes. I end up buying a pair of their sandals just to bless them. And they stay, they hear the gospel, and all four of them give their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. All four of them. Every tribe and tongue. Amen. I love, the, I love these stories. Go ahead to the next one. This was a deaf man at another village. This man had one deaf ear. He had one bad ear that could hear a little, and the other one was completely deaf. The Lord opened both of his ears totally, and he came up and was telling us the testimony. He knew how to speak because he lost his hearing over time, and he was telling us what happened. So this was a deaf man that was healed. Praise Jesus. Go ahead, Matt. And this was the last uh, photo I have. This guy, um, long story short, he was, no one knows his age. He may have been around 100 years old, okay? He was really old. He actually doesn't even know how old he is. So we did, this was the last day of our gospel trucks, and uh, we went to a very small village. There was only 25, 30 people there. There was no 5,000 that came out of the bush. 
And um, we were just preaching the gospel, and it was so beautiful. This old man, this old man just comes. I have his name written down, but I forgot it. But he comes walking out on a cane, like coming out from his house out of nowhere. And he's so, you know, he's so feeble, he can barely walk, so we're helping him. And he comes, and he just leans right on his staff. He's just kind of sitting there like this the whole time hearing the gospel. And as soon as they were done preaching the gospel, I ran over to the guy. I, I brought a translator. I made sure, you know, I asked him, did he understand what he heard? And he gave his life to Jesus Christ that day. And you know what he told us? This was the incredible part. He said, you know, I can't even walk. He said, I haven't been walking for a long time. And he goes, but I heard this music. And then I heard someone sharing this message. And I just felt power come on me. And I began to walk, and I grabbed my cane, and I made it all the way over here. This guy couldn't even walk, guys. And the power of God enabled him to get up and come to this like meeting. And he heard the gospel, and he got saved by the power of God, guys. Hallelujah. And I was asking everyone. He was so old. And I'm like asking everyone, do you guys know how old this guy is? They're like, no one knows. He's very old. He's very old. And I asked him, he doesn't even know his, his own age. So I just wanted to share that with you. And so before we, we close, I'm going to close in prayer. Just give me one minute. That was my last photo. Again, I just wanted to encourage you guys to show you this one eternal truth that God is the same. If you're watching online, if you're listening online, wherever you guys are in life, Wherever you are on your journey with Jesus Christ, there's so much more. I want to tell you guys this last thing. There's so much more. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the eternal God. He can do the same thing He did in the Bible. He can do it in your life. He can do it in your family. He can do it in your community, guys. We are here in America right now. And it's amazing to see what God did in Africa. I know I'm speaking to someone online now. Forgive us for all the photos, and I know you guys can see that. But God is speaking to you guys here in the church today online. There is so much more for you to encounter. God is alive. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus died for our sins. But let me tell you, he rose again. Hallelujah. And he is alive. In Revelation, he says, behold, I was dead, but I am alive forevermore. And he is the God who heals the sick, who opens the blind eyes, who opens the deaf ears, who opens the grave for the captives to be set free, guys. And we can dream. We can believe in this God because he's real, because he's true, and he's faithful to his promises. And if you will, if you will just press in, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you guys. These are kingdom things we're showing you today. These are kingdom glories of God that he does when he manifests himself on earth. And let me tell you guys something. It's coming back to America. It's coming back to America, and it's coming to a city near you. God is not done with America. You know where these hundred evangelists just went? They all came back to America. We're in Florida, and we're coming to a town near you. And let me tell you, if you guys know the gospel, it's time to go out with your bag of seed. It's time to take the word of God and get out there and start sharing this message of hope again. See, because when you proclaim the message of the gospel, power goes out. Power goes out from this message, guys. And how, how powerful 
is the power of God. Let me ask you that one question. How strong is the might of the Lord? The Bible says the Lord's arm is not too short that it cannot save. His ears are not too deaf that he cannot hear. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to save. But who will believe in him? Who will proclaim this gospel again in our generation? Who will wake up the church, oh sleepers, wake up? Who will go out into the hedges and the highways and compel them to come in? And it's the time, guys. It's now is the time in America. God is not done with America. I don't care who's in office. I don't care what the devil's telling you. I don't care what the news is telling you. God is not done with America, and I'll tell you why I know that. The church is still here, amen? The body of Christ is still alive, and the Holy Spirit is still alive in us, and we can still do the Great Commission and see the works and the glories of God in this life. Amen? So now we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray just like we do in Africa, just like we do all over the world. I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us again. I need it just as much as anyone. I'm going to ask Matt maybe to come up and do one last song. I'm going to ask the leaders, Pastor Joe, the elders, maybe uh, come up for the, to be a prayer partner if you need someone to pray with you. And we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and awaken us and fill us again with heavenly fire. You see, we can all get to that place where we get tired. Jeremiah was so persecuted. Every time he preached the word of God, he would get a beating, he would get imprisoned, and he just got tired. He couldn't keep going. He didn't want to continue going. But you know what happened to him? He said, when I tried to stay silent, and maybe you're I won't say old, but maybe you're elderly and, and you've, your body's been beaten up and you've, or maybe you've just gone through trials in life. You've gone through difficulties in life. You used to go out and sow the seed. You used to go out and do ministry. You used to do these things, but you didn't see this harvest joy and happen in your life. Let me tell you something. What happened in Jeremiah when he almost gave up, he said, I tried to stay silent. And keep my peace. But there came a fire in my bones. There came a fire in my bones. And I couldn't keep my peace. I had to proclaim the word of God. See guys, I've been there. Even though I'm young, don't think I haven't gone through it. I went through a season of tiredness. Of weariness. Of depression. Of wanting to give up in life and even in ministry. I've been there. Because even young men get tired and grow weary. And even youth stumble and fall. Amen. But it says those who hope in the Lord. He shall renew our strength. He shall renew our strength. It doesn't matter if you're young, you're old. It doesn't matter if you're tired or weary. The fire of God can come. The fire of the Holy Spirit right now. 